This August the 7th edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Tools contest for the $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Uh, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, the 6th of August. We are here with a 12-game slate of MLB action for Monday, the 7th. Joining me from somewhere in New York is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, hello, mate. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, Malcolm? Good to be with you. Uh, another day, another soccer jersey. So I got Jerusalem on today. I was just catching up on your uh, premiere podcast. Love it. Uh, I was doing the Nottingham one. So, yeah, we need to be better on the road this season. I'll tell you that. I think that's a big concern, <laughs> oh, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, doing well and don't want to talk about the American women. I told you they were celebrating tying, and look what happened. They had a chance, and they blew it. Dylan talking the talk on Nottingham Forest. I love it. And you, as soon as um, I was watching that game, I watched that game in the bath today, the USA game. But as soon as they missed that, I, my mind immediately went to you, Dylan. I thought, I bet Dylan's going fucking crazy here. Because yeah. uh, it was just your kind of thing. Um, yeah, Megan Rapino seems like a deeply unpleasant person. So that was funny when she missed her penalty. Um, but they actually probably deserve to win the game today. Uh, Sweden weren't very good but USA just had no they were a bit more athletic and a bit quicker he had no quality in front of goal at all absolutely no quality so um, that's part of the risk you take is when you don't do enough to win the game you, you run the risk of going out on penalties and then what? How, what it was very mad exciting when she uh, when she missed the, the goal he saved it or yeah. part saved it then had to claw it back off the line and it went over the line by I mean like the smallest millimeter. amount yeah, if that like was absolutely uh, unimaginable. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do next week when Premier League starts, and then when does the NFL start? How many weeks till that? Four uh, weeks or something. Yeah, like four weeks, something like that. Fucking hell, man! I just there's not enough hours in the day. I mean, all day to day. Got the Women's World Cup was on 12, 14 hours ago. Now we're talking Women's World Cup. Um, and watch both of them games, and then the, there was loads of Championship football. Then the charity, yeah, sorry, the Community Shield, Manchester City played Arsenal. So at one point a day, I was watching that game on the TV. I had another game on the laptop. I had a game on the radio. I was following the little screen because I backed the Chicago White Sox rookie kid over three and a half strikeouts. Um, it was just absolutely relentless. Like, yeah. But the the Premier League show, but I don't know if you've seen, if you've been on Twitter, you might have seen a couple of little videos that Barry put out. Um, Barry absolutely smashed it yesterday. Oh my god, it was incredible! Yeah, I saw on the Twitter, um, he he was hitting like what a sixty to one. Yeah, I oh mean, you'd think it was a deep fake that we made after the event. It was so good. He only picked there's there's three divisions: the Championship, League One, and League Two. And he picked a dog in each of them, and they all hit it. Plus four fifty, wow. plus four fifty, plus three hundred. It was absolute madness. Um, and in fact, the 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 game he tipped on the goals. Uh, the team team total over one and a half. They scored seven. So if he'd gone up the ladder, if he went up the ladder, he could have been a millionaire. Like so, 
so yeah, what that's a, a long way of saying listen to the Premier League Gambling Podcast. Uh, yeah. because we've got some winners and we've got Prem this weekend coming up. So real quick, Malcolm. Uh I didn't know this, but I've been diving a little into the women's world cup and the round of sixteen, yep. all three African countries are playing European countries that colonized them. That's kind of crazy. Oh wow. Right? Yeah. That is good. So, yeah. I thought, yeah. Netherlands, South Africa today. So yeah, that's one. Mm-hmm. And England play Nigeria. And is it and must be France, France Morocco then, is it? Yep. And yeah, big game for you guys tomorrow. Hopefully you guys win. Yeah, eight o'clock. So we should win. They've been playing better lately. Um tell you what, you don't expect to uh, get geopolitical chats when you tune into the MLB gambling <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. So cover it all covering all kinds of bases. Um, I haven't had a bad day today. I uh, had a couple of winners in the championship in the football. And then, like I say, I backed the White Sox kid to get over three and a half strikeouts. He was just too low. I can't even remember his name. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalton or something. Um, that hit. Houston team total. Moon I've put me on to was uh, that hit by the third, didn't it? Uh, and then I went to the Texas and Miami game and took the under on the strikeouts for Andrew Heaney. Uh, which cashed as well. So going along okay. And then I put a bet on like, this Giants-Oakland game. And I think I've bet the wrong thing because I wanted the team total. Uh, sorry, the over to, in the first three innings, um, which would have cashed. But it's seen suspended and I've lost. I think I've backed Oakland to win the first three innings uh, in a bit of a panic. So I made a rookie error. Yeah. So I was on a hot streak. Uh, rookie error has uh, stopped my hot streak. So I made the right pick and I bet the wrong thing. Yeah, that's the, the British, worst. The British bookmakers aren't very good at laying out the baseball bets. They sort of, I don't think they understand it particularly. No. So it's quite clumsy. And obviously I've clicked on the on the wrong button. But yeah, I've done that a bunch of times. You click on the wrong thing. It's like, oh, I cashed I mean, on the under and then, oh, I actually hit the over. But yeah, every now and again, you hit one by accident, which is great. Yeah, um, yeah decent little card tomorrow. The, the baseball has been fun this weekend. Uh, if you... People in the chat, who's here? Ryan was first in. Ryan wins. Well done. Uh, TBDBJ and Josh, uh, Josh Lower, Josh Lower, 34. He's trying um, to is in. Wants, moon off. <laughs> he wants to win a moon off. What's a bit strong. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it, Josh. You, you're, uh, <laughs> you talk a lot of sense. Um, moon has been firing into me this weekend with all sorts of football related questions. He must be trying to get his bank card ready for the, for the Premier League season. Um, so after tonight, a lot of teams, Dylan, have 50 games to go in the season. Uh, we're counting down a little bit. The funniest thing of the weekend was the fight. What did you make of the uh, Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson scrap, Dylan? Who we won? Oh, my God. It was amazing. I love how Tim Anderson <laughs> squared up. The, first of all, the, the uh, umpire backed away. He was like, yeah, I don't want any parts of this. Tim Anderson squares <laughs> up, connects, and then all Jose Ramirez does is just swing for him and connects with an overhand right, and down goes yeah. Tim Anderson. <laughs> so it's bad. He's He's losing on the field and at the plate right now. It's just been a bad year for Tim Anderson. I'll tell you that much. And they were trying to walk him to the dugout, and I think that was even a worse scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was bad. He wasn't in the lineup today, thankfully, but they didn't need him. But, yeah, bad bad look for Tim Anderson. Went from having a bad year to even a worse year. It was funny. Because, I mean, I think Jose Ramirez is kind of quite unflappable, really. You never see him stray far from the meme with his – with his temp- temperament, whatever. But the the Cleveland commentator, the the call, um, is absolutely outstanding. It's proper 
sort of big heavyweight heavyweight boxing round 11 of a big fight in Vegas but he's shouting Anderson is down Anderson is down it's absolutely great like uh, he just flipped I mean I professionally he flipped from a baseball commentator into a boxing commentator in, in a heartbeat um, so yeah enjoyed that a lot will he get suspensions for that will Ramirez get suspension I'm guessing uh, he was he played today so oh, okay I, I don't think so it's very it's unordinary how you know people get into fights nowadays and you don't get suspended because back in the day they're at least getting three four games you know yeah I, I don't know if maybe the, it would have to go to uh, go to New York and they would uh, you might get a suspension handed down in the next day or two Real um, quick. you did Yes, mate. I just wanted to say, uh, talk about fighting. The UFC just came to London at the O2. How far is the O2 from you? London, it's all right. It's the other end of the country completely, but it's still a five-hour drive maybe, four and a half, five-hour drive. That's not too bad. You got to go to one of those events over there. Mate, I can't do the fighting at all. Really? I couldn't be less interested in any kind of like pugilistic battling the the old fit the old face punching does nothing for me whether it's Uh, boxing ufc anything no i just can't do it i'm not into it at least you could get drunk but yeah you can do that anyway (laughs) though can't you yeah i guess Uh, it it makes the experience a little better come on yeah probably um i did i've been watched a couple of my friends fight in sort of local uh Look, where there's been a card on locally, and fucking hell, the the thing to do just don't make eye contact with anybody, because everybody in the crowd there just wants to kill you. Doesn't matter who you are yeah. or where you're from. It's just full of the. It's full of five hundred blokes who want to fight. Doesn't matter who they. They just the only reason they're going to watch the boxing is to get involved in a scrap. Um, it's a bit of a like a gangsters thing. All the all the dolly birds as well, all the girlfriends there and stuff. Uh, and it, the the atmosphere is sick with violence, like. Uh, I just remember being slightly terrified and not making eye contact. Um, <laughs> so we've got 12 games and we've got them all on the board, which is rare for a Sunday night. We've had issues in the past, um, pricing up a Sunday night card, but not this one. So we've got loads of winners. Uh, Dylan, I'll tell you about the Patreon first. Uh, the perfect spot for the diehard DJ. Um, exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest, which has got a $1,000 first place prize uh, the monthly sgp stories podcast which is an ad free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being degens and the discord channel which is just for patrons all our content uh, is on there for free as per usual um join that sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon at sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon right got one page open with today's scores i've got one page open with tomorrow's games um it's been an interesting day so far you've had uh what's gone on the cup the braves lost uh the rockies won on the road the cardinals lost at home texas are going well they beat the Marlins six to nothing the rays got a much needed win um tyler glass and i was scratched from that start tonight and uh, then reds blew it uh the reds got beat again and the yankees um we were getting battered and then fought all the way back and then lost again. Uh, 9-7 Houston. Uh, Blue Jays put up 13 runs at Boston as well. So yeah, it's been an interesting thing. And Oakland have just gone in front. What did we just say? They're yeah, about buying the... Yes. I might be back in. I might have backed the uh, the wrong thing by accident, but it might cash. I told you I was on a heater. The gambling gods, they're helping you out. And the Mets, 0-6 since the deadline. 
Yeah, what's going on there, mate? They're not going to win again, are they? No, they're never going to win. <laughs> they're never going to win. Dylan had the half handicap. I might have picked them tonight, Dylan. You never Uh-oh. know. Uh-oh. Right then, 4-10 tomorrow. Early start. Why would we have an early start in San Diego tomorrow? I have no idea, mate. They play on Sunday night baseball too, those teams, which is very interesting. Because I never get to uh, watch much West Coast baseball. So the Dodgers and the Padres is a 4 tennis and first pitch, which is Tony Gonsolin against Seth Lugo. Um, books can't split them. Minus 105, the Dodgers. Minus 106, the Padres. Total of nine, Dylan. Yeah, usually, like I said, we like to fade teams that play on Sunday night baseball, but thankfully no one has to travel. The series will continue here in San Diego, but... My numbers didn't make San Diego the favorite. Uh, minus 125. Uh, I'll take the minus 116 that I'm seeing right now. You know, they were able to finally get that piggyback off them. They were able to fight back and get a win on uh, Friday or Saturday, excuse me, against the Dodgers. So, you know, hopefully they could c- carry this momentum through Sunday and through Monday because I do think they have the pitching advantage with Seth Lugo over Tony Gonsolin. You know, Lugo, in my opinion, he's he's only had one bad start since May, and that was on the road against the Phillies. At home, he's been really solid, and the and the Padres' bats have seemed to kind of woken up over the week. So I feel like if he's able to get some run support here, I, I think they could win here. I'm not the biggest Gonsolin fan either. He gives up a lot of hard contact. So I'm going to cross my fingers here. I'll, I'll back the short price with the Padres here at home. Uh, well, not much help here for the listeners because I've gone the other way. Um, really, I, I couldn't split the pitches very much. Uh, Lugo has been a lot better. You get some really good length out of Lugo as well. I mean, that's yeah. probably, uh, might be interesting. And two earned runs generally is what he gives up. Gonsolin is generally reliable. We'll throw in the odd shot there. Um, I've t- kind of the reason I'm picking the Dodgers is because I picked them last night. And went to bed with my little headphone in my ear, and they were three nothing up. I was, uh, in fact, I backed them on the run line, so they were effectively four and a half runs in front when I fell asleep. And then I woke up, and the uh, Padres scored seven runs in the seventh. But um, the Dodgers, I just think, were a little bit better team. They were generally in control of that game uh, last night, so this is going to be close. I think the number's high. Uh, nine seems a little bit high, but I'm going to take the Dodgers again. I just think they're a more reliable team. I do struggle to take the Padres in a, in a spot where they haven't got a clear advantage. I tend to veer away from the Padres because they could offer you absolutely anything. Um, E4 Naughty Osama uh, is in the chat, I mean. Uh, we've seen, uh, that is a name I recognise. I mean, it's a hard name to forget. Uh, thanks for joining us. 6-4 Eastern first pitch, the Minnesota Twins at the Detroit Tigers. Pablo Lopez for Minnesota and left-handed pitcher, Joey Wentz scores for the Tigers, minus 166 on Minnesota and plus 140 for Detroit. Total is set at eight and a half, doesn't it? Yeah, I love the Twins here. I'll take them on the run line, minus one and a half at plus 110. Basically, I'm just going to fade Joey Wentz in this spot. I know he finally had a good outing in his last start, but I don't trust him. I think he'll go back to his old form. His hard hit rate is hovering around 45 to 50%, very high. I could see a blow-up coming very soon from him. The Twins also just beat Wentz in back-to-back starts early in the month of June where they lost both of those games by two or more runs. So, Twins, they are putting some wins together here over the weekend. I think they could get it going against the Tigers on the road. Tigers aren't a good home team anyway, so I'm going to continue to fade the Tigers and Joey Wentz. I'll take the plus money with the Twins. Yeah, exactly the same. Well, sorry, not exactly the same. Same handicap, slightly different bet. Minnesota team total 
was going to be my pick. Um, the Lopez has been really good in his last three. Eventually, uh, might be putting it together. Minnesota playing quite good baseball as well. They won three in a row. Um, they've stretched their lead up to three and a half games now on the grounds Cleveland decided to give up for some odd reason. Um, and I, as much as Wentz is okay, and I do think he can, he's capable of throwing the odd good starting, he's generally good for three or four earned runs, um, and that'll probably be um, the case here. So yeah, Minnesota team total for me. I'm guessing that might be a four and a half yeah. maybe, Dylan, yeah? Yeah, I was thinking yeah. like four. I don't think it'll be four and a half, uh, but if you could get a four, I would jump on the over on that. Yeah, we let's do that. 6-4 Eastern first pitch, the Washington Nationals and the Philadelphia Phillies. I have not handicapped the Washington game where Trevor Williams hasn't been slated as the pitcher. He won't pitch tomorrow. They always just put him in. I don't even think he exists. Trevor yeah. Williams goes for the Nationals. <laughs> and Ranger Suarez, left-handed pitcher for the Phillies. Uh, Trevor Williams, apparently... Oh, I've got line, sorry. Minus 225, Philly. Plus 185, Washington. Total of nine. Um... Trevor Williams is five and six on the year with a four seventy-two ERA. Struggling lately, his last two starts have been poor. He has a five oh two road ERA. And Washington have won three in a row though, and have been better on the road. But they've got they really struggle against teams uh, that are greater greater than five hundred. Um, they can occasionally beat up the teams around them. They're twenty-eight and forty-one against teams who were above. Uh, with with an above average record, um, Suarez had a better start last time at Miami. Um, I mean, that's the Miami team, though, that are in an absolute funk. But he still gave up ten hits and two walks. Before that, he'd given up four, four, three, and three earned runs. Um, so with those stats, um, plus the fact that Williams will give up a few, um, Washington are hitting okay. Um, I think um, this is going to go over. Washington hit the. Uh, hit the lefties really well as well, I think. They might mm-hmm. be up to 280 or might have been Miami. I was looking at what over 300 average. But Miami's is decent. Uh, both starting pitches are vulnerable. I've seen Philly playing quite a few shootouts this weekend. They had a, I watched an eight to six game last uh, on Sunday night. They finished eight four tonight. Very, very similar game. Philly's eight four, eight six, the last two. They're great comps. This is go over nine, Dylan. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I got the over nine as well. I made my total 9.4 here. You know, Suarez had a good last outing, but in July, he was not consistent at all. He gave up three or more runs in every start in the month of July. And like you mentioned, with the way the Nationals and Phillies have been scoring the baseball, I I think we're going to see a high-scoring game here. The Phillies bats, they've been hot. Four of their last five games have gone under this number. I'm also not a big Trevor Williams fan either, you know, plus – we got wind blowing out into center field. Uh, I think we see a shootout here. I agree. Give me the over. Giants have got two on, no outs. Athletics, Uh-oh. we need a double play. I know the baseball gods are not smiling on me anymore. Uh, Michael Lee has joined us. Team total over four and a half for the Dodgers. Um, uh, yeah, I'm all for that, Michael. I'm, uh, I'm on the Dodgers tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I'll get involved in that. 6-4 Eastern. First pitch is the Miami Marlins at the Cincinnati Reds. Miami, officially TBD, uh, but we think it's Braxton Garrett who will take the it's, mound. Ooh. It's uh, Yuri Perez. He's They, they called him oh. back up. Okay. Um, the Cincinnati left-handed pitcher, uh, Brandon Williamson. I'm uh, just trying to see really what difference that's made to the lines. The lines are uh, minus 125 for Miami. Um 
with Perez going Williamson in Cincinnati plus 105 and the toll is it 10 um, it's sort of handicapping this on the fly slightly so you want me to go um, first? No, I'm okay. We're good. Williamson has been fine. He's 3-2 and two with a 4.85 ERA. He had a bad start at the Cubs last time, um, but I'm happy to ignore that. It's a bit of a weird place to pitch. His last two home starts are what caught my eye for Williamson. Uh, 12 innings pitched and three earned runs. First thing to say about Miami is that um, they're really struggling. They've got the worst record in MLB since the All-Star break. 5-15. and 15. Uh, 5 and 16, that will be now after... Um, I'm guessing that game with Texas is finished as we've been talking. Hugh Press has been away since, what, the 7th of June? Um, yeah. It was going along fine. He had one horrible start where he got one out and gave up six earned runs. That pretty much accounts for all. It was the RA. Because other than that, he pitched 24 innings and gave up one earned run. Um, this completely and utterly changes. By that, oh, the over can't still be sitting at 10, Dylan, can he? What have you got? Uh, I mean, I ha- I had to hammer the under. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Ten for my line, I made it at eight point seven. But with Garrett, yeah, I mean, it I... was around a ten. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I, I had Cincinnati when they were taking on Garrett, just because I think he's okay in Miami and right from. If Perez is going, you've got to trust him. I mean, he came up and looked like he'd been here for years uh, first time around. Um, you have to take the under between. Um, a bad offense in Miami and um, a great pitcher who can uh, silence Cincinnati. So I'll take the under whatever it is. Uh, if you you seen what I, I'm not seeing a line at the minute, but you have to take the under, Dylan. Yeah. So the total is ten minus one eighteen toward the over, minus one hundred two toward the under. I'll take the minus one hundred two. Like I said, with Garrett, it was around a ten point three. So I understood the ten there with Garrett, but with Yuri Perez, I, my numbers changed drastically. It was it came out to like I said an eight point seven. So I mean, as a side, it's kind of it's kind of hard to back either side confidently right now. You know, both are struggling really bad, but I do think the fish have the pitching advantage with Yuri Perez over Williamson. I know the winds are blowing out. Cincinnati is a hitter's ballpark, but I don't know. 10 just seems a little high for an offense that is struggling like the fish. You know, I I think Perez is going to perform like he did when he was in the majors last month. You know, he's already faced this Reds team, his first actual start, and he only gave up two runs. He did really well. They just couldn't get any run support for him that game. But, you know, and actually in all five of his starts on the road, Yuri Perez, they've all gone under this number. 10 is just ridiculously high. So if you're able to still get a 10 out there, I would hammer the under. Yep. Yeah, Medina's walked in a run and a sack flies, uh, but the Giants up four to three. The baseball gods are back into me. Um, <laughs> they'll over, humble you real quick. Over two and a half, I tried to bet. It's on sitting on fucking seven. Unbelievable. Um, 7.05 Eastern first pitch, the Atlanta Braves and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Spencer Strider gets the start for Atlanta, and it will be Oswaldo Bido by uh, for Pittsburgh. We have lines of minus 290. Wow, on the Braves. Plus 235 on Pittsburgh. Total of nine. Um, Dylan uh, Strider's breaking all kinds of strikeout records. How can you uh, handicap a $3 favorite tomorrow? Yeah, hard to take a side here. Even on the run line, minus 170. It's tough. Maybe an alternate line, but... 
at a certain point, I think there's some value on Pittsburgh here, even though I don't think they could win. I, I took a nine. I see eight and a halfs popping up now, but I made my total 8.2. Even adding eight and a half, it's a small lean toward the under. Like you mentioned, Strider, he's been lights out on the road this season. And the games he did give up a few runs, he's backed by one of the best lineups in the league. So I do think the Braves are the right side, but you know, I, I think he will be able to limit the Pittsburgh bats. Like I said, they're trading everyone. They try to Carlos uh, Santana. They're tanking on the season. And I don't think the pirates could be able to touch Strider Out, outside of that game where they scored eight runs. The pirates have been struggling to score runs this past week. So I, I think the, I think Strider is going to be able to limit them. Both teams have gone under this total in three of their last five games. Winds are blowing side to side, uh, so it shouldn't really help us at all. But uh, nine seems a little high. I'll go under here. Um, yeah, strike us any game, any Magnus, uh, any three dollar favorites difficult to handicap. But yeah, record breaking performances. His last two starts have been great. Um, Bido has gone short starts. He actually had a couple of good starts here, and he sort of caught my eye going back a little while, but um, that's not the case anymore. A relatively short start at home have given up three or four runs. Um, and if that pattern comes in tomorrow, and we've talked before this season on how Atlanta love an early run. They've scored five, six, seven runs in the first inning. Over half a dozen times, it's been quite mad. So an Atlanta first five team total, uh, would be me. I think they could they could have six or seven runs on the board by the time we get the half the halfway stage here. I think that's the safest way of handicapping um what is a bit of a, a bit of a treacherous price at minus two ninety. Um next up is oh it's up to the top of the page it's those how about those Mets Dylan? Seven ten Eastern first pitch is the Chicago Cubs at the New York Mets left handed pitcher Drew Smiley for the Cubbies and Kodai Senge goes for the Mets plus one ten on the Cubs. Minus 130 on the Mets. Total is eight and a half. Dylan, are they going to win? Malcolm, you said you might take the Mets. Pray for me because I actually am going to take the Mets here. Only in the first five, though. I don't trust them to keep the lead that long. But as long as Sanga is able to go a strong five... I think this is a good bet. You know, my my numbers did make the Mets a minus 150 for the full game. Like we all know, you know, Sanga is someone you want to back at home at City Field, kind of want to fade him or be cautious when he is on the road. I think we have a bounce back start from here in this one. Both pitchers do have familiarity with the other club. You know, both low-scoring low affairs when Drew Smiley and Sanga went up against each other. I would actually stay away from the total. It's supposed to rain all day and be very windy here tomorrow. So, gonna leave the gonna leave it alone. I could actually see it going under just because it's going to be miserable out tomorrow. So, hopefully, they're able to get the game in. But I'm going to back the better pitcher, in my opinion. I think he could limit this red-hot Cubs team. So, Mets first five, lightly. Yeah, I am going to take the Mets here. Um, I know they've lost five in a row. Well, sorry, it's six in a row now. They've been shut out tonight by Baltimore. Um, but Senger at home really is the key to this. He's got a 240 home ERA. And the Mets are okay at home. They're still three games above 500. Um, Cubs have been doing all right. Don't mind them. Um, but Smiley isn't uh, in great form. And I just think this is a Mets are going to win many. But this is a spot where they can get one. I think minus 130 is a fair price. So we'll happily take that. Uh, Johnny Boy, cheers, mates, he says. Is that 
Johnny typing in his best British accent. Uh, nice to see you, Johnny. Cheers for joining us. Um, I'll tell you about Underdog Fantasy before we crack on. Um, Underdog Fantasy, one of our uh, favourite sponsors here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. NFL season is bearing down on us very quickly. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and available in lots of markets too. Um, there's plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests and make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4. First place gets $3 million. Wow. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Captain Insano has joined us. I'm just laughing. Johnny's uh, said he's got used to my accent and claims it's comforting. I don't quite know what that means. That's a little bit unsettling, the use of the word comforting. <laughs> just imagine you like curled up in a ball, sucking your thumb or something, Johnny. You're listening um, to Malcolm's voice. Oh, dear. Wouldn't wish that on anybody. Um, come on, Auckland. Get some. One more but run I, for a I, push. Honestly, I feel Johnny Boy because I, I catch myself saying mate now. My friends are like, <laughs> why, why are you saying that? I go, ah, cheers, mate. I'll tell you what, I'm going to make a list of fucking American things that I'll say this week and I'll read them out next Sunday, Megan, you, me and you normally do the Sundays, don't you? Yeah. I'll read about next week because the amount of times I catch myself saying things, uh, appreciate you is the worst one that you American people have probably <laughs> said. No one in this country has ever said that and now I'm saying it all the time to like uh, just a bloke in the shop or someone at work or someone getting my coffee or whatever. I appreciate you. Um, and they look at me like I'm an absolute alien. So I'll make a list uh, of American things that I say this week. That's great. Um, it's not great. It's uh, <laughs> Right, we'll move on. We're halfway through the slate. We have got 7-10. Eastern first pitch between the Kansas City Royals and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, left-handed pitcher Cole Raggins. Reagans uh, goes for Kansas City and... Um, for Boston, it is my guy Brian Bello. Lines are plus 180 on KC, minus 218 on Boston with a line of 10 and a half. So Cole Raggins, he came across from Texas and I'm trying to think what trade it was now. I don't know if it was... Um, oh, shit, now I've forgotten his name. What was the big <laughs> closer called? Uh, Roder Chapman. Yeah, that's him. Um, I might have been that trade. Um, I don't know, but I don't mind because he was um, he was in the pen uh, for Texas, um, just sort of going one in in the air and there, not doing an awful lot. Um, but he's started two two games now for for KC. Um, he's pitched eleven innings and only given up one earned run in those two starts. Uh, Brian Bello is undoubtedly in a bit of a slump at the moment. He's eight and six on the year. He's a three seventy nine ERA. His last four starts, so he's given up four, three, six, and three. And um, this is a better spot for him. But KC is still hitting. Like I say, they went down. I watched the game against Philly last night. They went down eight, six. They put up four runs on seven hits tonight. So they're still hanging around. And um, I say, Bellow's not in great form. Um, Kansas had one. Kansas City. Sorry, man on Twitter who got cross. Kansas City um, had one five in a row before yesterday. Um, and I think they can win again. I'm going for the big dog. Uh, Boston have lost three. Give me the Kansas City Royals at plus 180, Dylan, please. Yeah, I like it. I think it's worth taking a shot. Um, I, I just think the number on the total is a little ridiculous. I got a 10 and a half. I still think you could find 10 and a half. 
I took that under. I made my total 8.7. Ever ever since the Red Sox have regressed lately, they've been a dead under team. They've gone under this number in 11 straight starts, including today as well. You know, the wind isn't even blowing out. I don't understand why the numbers at 10 and a half. You mentioned Reagan's, you know, it's actually been decent recently, especially his last start against the Mets. Take that for what you want. Mets are actively tanking at this point but you know i don't know if he'll be that good but he'll definitely be good enough to keep this game under 10 and a half and you already know you've turned me into a bellow fan especially at home i like to back him i think he's good so 10 and a half seems ridiculously high i'm gonna go under here um auckland must have gone down one two three in that half of the third inning on like three pitches um because i've just flicked the score it's gone in a heartbeat uh, we're at the top of the fourth already, so the chance that the baseball gods did get me, uh, and I've lost that one. So anyway, decent heater for the day. Um, Johnny was asking about uh, if it's too late for the Boston Red Sox because I talked to him up at the All Star break. I had a little bit of fifty to one on them, and then yeah, I think it probably is a little bit too late, uh, unfortunately, because for a little while they were, they were hanging around and went and made a little run, um, but yeah, that's petered out slightly. 7-10 Eastern first pitches, the Toronto Blue Jays at the Cleveland Guardians. Hun Jinru, left-handed pitcher for Toronto. And Gavin Williams is on the hill for Cleveland. Minus 112 on Toronto, minus 108 on Cleveland. Total is eight and a half. This, I've changed my mind on this about four times. Um, Hun Jinryu is 0-1 on the year, 7-20 ERA. Started one game um, against Baltimore. Pitched... He gave up, sorry, nine hits, uh, one walk, one homer, four earned runs in a game against Baltimore that they lost 13-3. It's hard to know quite what to expect uh, from Ryu. He's obviously just going to slowly claw his way back into form uh, and, into, and, and stretch out a little bit more. Gavin Williams, one and three, 338 ERA. Again, a pitcher that I like a lot, still throwing far too many pitches. Um I picked him up in quite a few fantasy teams and he was struggling to get the win because he never went long enough. He's actually made it into the fifth inning a couple of times lately. Um, but he walks everyone. Four walks in three of his last four games. So if there's a walk pop out there, pick that up. But he has given up no more than two earned runs um, in those four games as well. Toronto had a decent weekend. Um, what? Right, I'll tell you, give you my process here. Initially, I've got Toronto to win. Um, I then saw the odds... And they were too close together. So I scribbled Toronto out and I wrote down Cleveland. Um, and then I had a change of heart again and I scribbled out Cleveland um, and I've gone over 8.5, which I think I think effectively I've chickened out, Dylan, is what I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bet is um, over. Like, I see Williams, is, I like him, but Toronto being quite hot and really, Ryu might just go one or two batters too far. And Cleveland could hit him a little bit, and that would be an eight and a half, please. Yeah, so this was definitely the toughest game to handicap, I thought, on the card. Uh, you know, I'm going to break my rule here because, you know, I, you know, we like to fade pitchers coming out of, you know, making their return. And I, I just got to take the Blue Jays here, the short number. I made them a minus 120 favorite. Uh, I got them earlier in the day, minus 112. I see they're above minus 120 right now, but. You know, like I said, I usually like to fade pitchers making their return, especially on the road. But Blue Jays, like you said, they're playing well right now, while the Guardians have lost four of their last five games, basically letting the division go. And I'm not a big Gavin Williams fan. 
uh, all of his quality starts are against bad teams. When he when he goes up against the good teams, he usually gets hit pretty hard. So it scares me. I do like the over. I set my total at eight point eight, so it's a little above the eight and a half. So I like your overplay, but I'm gonna back the better team right now, which is the Blue Jays. Um, I'm in the process of uh, backing the Seattle Mariners and the Minnesota Twins in play on the money line because one of them uh, is going to come back. Uh, well, the game's tied in one and the Twins are one down in the other one. So there you go. Um, yeah. That is the plan. Right, we move on. Uh, live bet placement here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Eight tennis and first pitch. The New York Yankees at the Chicago White Sox. Garrett Cole for the Yankees. And Dylan Cease uh, for the Chicago White Sox. Minus 148 on the Yankees, plus 124 on the White Sox. Total is seven and a half. Uh, Garrett Cole is 10 and two on the year, 264 ERA. Uh, just to find out, uh, Carlos Rodon left the game injured tonight um, with a foot injury, it looked like, actually. Mm. Um, he'd already given up enough runs for us to cast that Houston over. Um, but yeah, Rodon, so more, more issues. But Cole is kind of the one crutch that the, the, the Yankees can lean on at the moment. He's been outstanding, 165 ERA in his last five. He's actually gets a quite in, enough room support uh, off the Yankees as well. And two appearances at the White Sox in his career have been fine as well. Dylan Cease is four and five of the 461 ERA. Um, his last five numbers look horrible, 666. Um, but that's his seven earned run effort uh, when he only got five batters out at Texas. That accounts for most of that. Um, his last two home starts have been poor, though. Looking at the splits, uh, Cease's home starts have been poor. Don't trust the Red Sox. It's a horrible price. I, I wouldn't be making a habit of taking the Yankees at minus 148. Uh, but if you're going to, it's with Cole on the mound. So that'll be my pick. I'm going to take the Yankees. Yeah, about a unit and a half play, right, for you on the money? Yeah, that's the one, the classic, you know. The classic. Uh, classic. Actually, uh, <laughs> this one was a tough one to handicap as well, just because, you know, feel a little risky today. I'm going to take the Yankees on the run line, plus 130, continue mm-hmm. to fade the White Sox. I know they won two in a row, but, you know, the Yankees should win this game, especially with their ace on the mound. They give him the best chance to win when he does pitch. I think he's their only good pitcher right now. Uh, Cole hasn't allowed more than two runs since the beginning of May. So he gives the Yankees, like I said, he gives the Yankees the best chance to win every time he's on the mound. Uh, White Sox are just a fade, in my opinion, right now. I think the this is the y- Yankees' uh, game to lose. So plus one thirty is a good plus price for me. I'll take the Yankees and the gamble on the run line. Yeah, Johnny Boy likes it. He co-signs uh, Yanks run line uh, for Johnny, Johnny Boy. Well. Loves it. Eight tennis and first pitch. Colorado Rockies at the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Peter Lambert um, for the Rockies and Freddie Peralta for the Brewers. Lines are where are they? I've got them written down somewhere. There they are. Plus 205 Colorado. Minus 250 on the Brewers. Um, Eight and a half is the total. Uh, Brewers, Peralta, minus two and a half dollars, Dylan. Yeah, nothing I want on the side for either of them. I lean over eight and a half. I made my total nine. I, like I said, I couldn't get any value on either side, but I do think both pitchers are good enough for a few runs in each. The over six and four toward the Brewers in their last 10 games. I think they could take advantage of Lambert. You know, I, the wind is, uh, I think, a uh 
a blow up is bound to happen with him. His hard hit rate has gone up ever since June 8th, his la- one of his last starts. So, you know, the, with the way the Brewers have been swinging the bat, I, I think they can score some runs here. Maybe look towards a Brewers team total over four, four and a half. But wherever you could get some value with the Brewers, I think they are the right side. So I think I think uh, the Brewers could score five runs. So if you could get a four, four and a half team total, I like that. I also like the full game over eight and a half as well. Um, well, I'll come the other way. I'm on the under, Dylan. Um, oh. I kind of handicapped Lambert quite favourably a few times. He was going okay um, before his last start. Um, Peralta is kind of unreliable now, and he used to be a bit of a banker at home, um, but he hasn't been. This really is a fear of both offences, though. I mean, Colorado never score any runs. I think they won today. Um, or the shit, they were one nothing up uh, when I came in here to do this, Salinas. Uh, did they win? Yeah, they won one to nothing. So if they're going to win a game, it's that kind of score. And then the Brewers had a 14-run um, game on Thursday. That's absolutely an anomaly. Um, either side of that, they've scored two runs, three runs and four runs. Uh, so I'm not buying the Brewers at all. All Either offense. Um, and I don't mind either pitcher. They're capable. Um, so under eight and a half is going to be my play. Dylan, which is no use to anybody. Uh, we will go to. It's the penultimate game on the card. It's a 9.38 Eastern first pitch between the San Francisco Giants and the LA Angels. Logan Webb will go for San Francisco and it's left-handed pitcher Patrick Sandoval for the Angels. Minus 118 for the Giants. Minus 102 for the Angels. Total is eight, Dylan. Yeah, I like the over here. Uh, over eight, I made my total nine point two. Gonna basically fade both pitchers in this spot. I don't. I haven't liked what I've seen from Wood on the road this season in his last few starts. And to be honest, I've never really been a fan of Patrick Sandoval either. You know, he's two and four at home with a four seventy five ERA. His hard hit rate at home it's a hovering around thirty seven to forty five percent. So. Another one where I could see a blow-up coming from him anytime soon. So Giants are a much better team. They're playing great baseball right now, while the Angels, they've lost six of the last eight, including five straight. I think we see a lot of runs here. I think we see a shootout. Give me over eight. Over eight. Um, I'm taking the Angels here. Um, I know, yeah. Um, Alex Wood is started really short and really unreliable. Um, Sandoval has been better lately. And the Giants just, again, never score. What are they job? Oh, well, sorry, they've scored tonight at Oakland and Lewis Medina. Um, <laughs> so that doesn't count. I'm not having that. Um, what they scored? Three, the, sorry, the, the game totals have been really low scoring. Uh, three, one, six and seven in their last four before the silly, t- silly tonight. Um, Angels have lost five in a row. Um, although they are currently... They haven't lost yet tonight. Um, I've just backed him, so that's probably the end of that. I think they can get a win here. Um, it's not a confident pick, but uh, they're going to win sooner or later at home, and I don't like Wood. Um, and the Angels were stringing a few hits together tonight, so yeah, I'll take the Angels at minus 102. Um, Captain Tano just mentioned the uh, Giancarlo Stanton uh, running the bases. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. What? Was he just... I didn't understand what that was. Is that I don't just, even know why he went. Well, that's two. Um, we're taking bets here on Stanton versus Moonaf over 60 metres. 
Buying oh the Swan God. 10, eat your tea. Who have you got, Dylan? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I want to say the right thing. Uh... Moonaf's got little legs, Captain Taylor. The tail of the tape said Moonaf's little legs. But I, I reckon he could churn, you know. He'd be going yeah. really quick. I've, I've like seen, a blur. I've seen small people run fast, but... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Just call I... Moonaf a small person. No, sorry, but that's oh. the way he described it. Um, no, Moonaf is not small at all. Um, but Giancarlo Sands an athlete. He should win the, the race, but... Don't sleep on Moonoff. Come on now. They call him the machine. <laughs> they call him the machine. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, that made me laugh. Uh, last game on the card, thankfully. Um, is there no one telling, by the way? This is a secret. Uh, 940 Eastern first pitches, the Texas Rangers and the Oakland Athletics. We have Dane Dunning for Texas and left-handed pitcher, our man Ken Waldichuk. For Oakland, minus 205 Texas, plus 170 Oakland. Total is eight. Uh, Dane Dunning, nine and four on the year, 314 ERA. Slightly inconsistent, not great on the road either. Um, Ken Waldichuk is two and seven, 652 ERA. Um, short starts gives up runs, basically. Uh, I didn't want to take Texas on the money line or the run line because I was unsure about Dunning on the road. Um, the safest play is to take something to do with the Texas offense here. Um, they've scored, before tonight's game, 31 runs in the last four. Um, they put six up at least tonight that I saw. Did they beat them all in six to nothing? Yeah, six Yes, yeah, so there you go. 37 in the last five. And they've got multi-homers in six straight games, Dylan. That's my stat of the night. Uh, so if you want to take some uh, some Texas home run props off Waldichuk tomorrow, um, it's got the smell of batting practice about it. So yeah, Texas team total, um, that's a low total of eight as well, a game total. Um, yeah, so Texas team total, uh, and take some home run, home run props uh, for Texas as well. Yeah, uh, Rangers minus one and a half, and I'll say right now, the over is my lock. I set my total at 9.2. I love this play. Wind blowing out. And Malcolm, like you know, the ball loves to travel in the Bay Area at night with the marine layer over it. So, going to go over eight here. Plus, like you said, the Rangers, they score, they've been averaging seven runs per game at, what did you say, 37 in the past five, while... The A's, they haven't really scored a lot of runs, but they sure have been allowing a bunch of runs. They've given up seven runs uh, on average in their past five games. So I know we like to try and back Ken Walderchuk at home, but I just don't think this is one of their spots. I think we see a shootout. I think the Rangers kill them. So I got Rangers minus one and a half at minus 115. Minus 125 is okay, but I'd rather take the minus 115, but I love the over here. So over is my lock. Holy shit, Dylan. Um, I've backed the wrong thing again here. You know, oh, my just so God. I've backed Seattle when I said I was back at the Angels. Uh, Seattle have just gone 2-1 up. Uh, <laughs> I did back the right team in Minnesota, though. No, it's chaos. I need to have a word with myself. Or maybe step away from the laptop for an hour. You, you've been doing the Premier League. You've been doing the MLB. You need to get away from the computer. Go to the oh. top. So long as I'm pressing buttons and betting on stuff, I'm happy. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. I need to uh, always gamble responsibly, people. Yeah. Um, Mike, we've handicapped all those games, Dylan, I think. Um, a couple of uh, little meandering conversations on the way, but we got there. Lock and dog time 
I'm going to lead us off before um, I get these wrong as well. My lock is going to be the first five team total of Atlanta. Um, mm. I just think they're going to smash the daylights out the Bido Bido tomorrow. Um, five runs, something like that, easy. Might have done in the first inning. They've done that a lot this season. So that'll be my luck. And for my dog, um, I am fading my man, Brian Bellow. I'm going to take the Kansas City Royals wow. to get a win at plus 180. We're going big dog, Dylan. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, I, so like my, like I said, the over in the Rangers and A's games, like everything I just alluded to. So over eight is my lock. For my dog, I was going to take... Uh, was going to take the Yankees plus 130, you know, just backing Cole on the road. But I'm going to fade Joey Wentz here. I'll take the Twins plus 110 on the run line here. Uh, I don't trust him at all. His hard hit rate, like I said, is hovering around 45 to 50%. Twins, they're playing good baseball right now, trying to widen the gap between them in first place. So, yeah, I, I don't like uh, Joey Wentz. He's faced the Twins in back-to-back starts in June. They they kicked his ass in both of those starts. So, going to continue to fade him and the Tigers. I'll take the Twins on the run line as my dog. Okay. Love all of that, Dylan. Uh, thank you very much. What is um, what's Sunday night? Uh, I think you should go and um, do something wild tonight, Dylan. No, I got work. I'm in, I, I got a bedtime, sirs. But, uh, I don't know. I think I might have some wings tonight. Uh, get some blue cheese with them. Uh, big wing guy. It's probably like my favorite food, to be honest. Wings. Um, what, what will you buy them in? Get yeah, them, like- there's like a wing bar by my house, and I'll just order 10, 15 bone in wings and just go to fucking town. Okay, nice. Um, will you go and collect quick- them, or will you, will you make yeah. them deliver? Oh, no, you- I'm not lazy. I'll go and get them. You go and get them. All right, that's oh, good. of course. Um, what were you going to ask me? Though- yeah, yeah. Yes. I've been uh, diving into the Premier League Gambling Podcast. I'm going to hit the Manchester United one after this, but I'm thinking about buying a Morgan Gibbs white uh, yes. jersey. He's yeah. good. I think he's a solid player, but what? what's... Are, are we going to keep Brandon, uh, Brandon Johnson? Like it, The future kind of seems up in the air, right? Dylan, I can't, I can't, this, I can't talk to this, Dylan. It's, it's, I'm changed, uh, man. Mate, you absolutely changed, man. All these people in the comments here, everyone's listening to this show, and we're having a conversation like two blokes in a pub about whether Nottingham Forest will keep Brennan Johnson. I think they will, Dylan, unless he starts the season really well because the transfer deadline's like three weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. So if he scores a few goals early on, then the, the vultures might circle and they might pick him off. But no, I think uh, the, the Forest boys I spoken to were quite confident that he would stay. So, But yeah, Morgan Gibbs-White is an outstanding player. He's going to be in England and National for a long time. Uh, he's top class. He'll end up um, somewhere else in a few years' time playing Champions League football. He's a very good player, mate. So, yeah, that'll be a nice shirt. Classic. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that one. Thank you. There you go, then. Um, cheers, everyone. I appreciate you, Captain Insano. Cheeky Chops. Uh, Johnny Boys going over six and a half beers, which I co-sign. Um, I've got a bottle of ginger wine there. Uh, and I might just take the neck off that, Dylan, just to help me sleep. Um okay while I watch the last hour of baseball. Thanks, everyone. That was loads of fun. We do appreciate it. Um, back tomorrow, I think I'm back tomorrow with possibly Scott and Lonte, um, so we can uh, we can make some more picks. Um, good luck with all your bets, everybody. Um, go and tune in to all the Premier League shows. Um, even, in fact, even if you don't want to tune in, go and find them and then just like and review them and stuff like that. 
uh, makes me look good. Other than that, crack on everyone. Enjoy your beers. Enjoy your wings. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>